the American Shoreline Podcast Network's coverage of the 2019 ASBPA National Conference in Myrtle Beach is brought to you by CDM Smith, collaborating with national agencies and local partners for sustainable coastal environments and resilient coastal communities. Thank you to CDM Smith for your support. We're back at the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association National Conference in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's wrap-up day. There are a few panels still to go, uh, but uh, the conference is beginning to wind down. It's going to be moving into the field trips here. So we are very lucky, though, Tyler, to have a, a guest that I've been looking forward to talking to for a long time on the American Shoreline podcast. Um, it's Rudy Rudolph, uh, Greg L. Rudy Rudolph, who's the Shore Protection Manager for Carteret County, North Carolina. And Rudy, I say this all the time when people ask me, can this stuff be managed well? Is it really possible? I said, look, look at Carteret County. Go to the website, figure it out, look how they do it. It's, I think it's the best managed shoreline project in the country <laughs> by county. I really do. I put you guys at the top. I get I get a little pushback on that occasionally, sure. but I really think. Yeah. But anyway, welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast, Rudy. Sure. Uh, Tyler, uh, why don't we kick off our discussion with uh, with Rudy? Um, I just want to learn a little bit more about Carteret for for the for our audience that doesn't know where Carteret County is, <laughs> uh, the geography of it. Uh, tell us about Carteret yeah, County. Yeah, introduce us to the county. Sure. Sure. Well. Well, I appreciate being on here. Thanks a lot for, for the compliments and uh, good, good call. Uh, my mom's the only one who like, calls me Greg, and that's, and that's when I'm in trouble. So, yeah, yeah, really, really it is. All right. So, um, Carteret County, it's uh, located um, kind of, uh, if you ever get lost in North Carolina, just figure out the capes. There's Cape Hatteras, there's Cape, Cape Lookout, and there's Cape Fear. We kind of occupy Cape Lookout, which is okay. which is uh, which is uh, on the middle of the state. From like a shoreline kind of management component, sort of interesting. Um, you know, half North Carolina's oceanfront shoreline is uh, is is developed, and the other half, half you know, half of 325 miles is uh, federal, state uh, parkland or or the military. Wow. So the middle 100 miles, there's nothing there except bogue bogue banks as far as it develops shoreline. So most of that middle 100 miles is Cape Hatteras and and the Cape and the, and the, and the Cape Bell Lookout, a national a seashore. Wow! So if you're going to the middle part of North Carolina's beaches and you're want a traditional family vacation, you know, grill out, chill out. The only game in town is a 25 mile Long Island of boat banks, and that's us. Wow! Okay, so, that's in Carteret County. Yeah, yeah a right. spectacular shoreline. Emerald Isle, the town of Emerald Isle, uh, Moorhead City. I mean, what, yes. what are they like? The key. Small towns out on the Barrier Island chain system in Carteret County. Sure. So, so the main, so you know, Bogue, Bogue, Bogue Banks is the is the Barrier Island, and that and, and that contains the the a fort a fort making a state park, uh, Atlantic Beach, Pinal Shores, Indian Beach, backslash Salter Path, and Emerald Isle. Emerald Isle is about one half of, of Bogue Banks, so that's why you probably see their name a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, but then we have really quaint 
a, a, a coastal towns, a Moorhead City. Everybody's heard of Moorhead City yep. in the fishing tournament. And Beaufort. It's Beaufort if you're in South Carolina. <laughs> Beaufort in North Carolina. So, yeah. I admit to getting confused by that yeah, yeah. a lot. So, so, yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. So, that's, you know, a really quaint town, awesome place. And then once you get east of, 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 a, of, a, of a Beaufort, you're on the Cara County uh, Peninsula uh, pretty much. And that's called Down East. You always hear, hear about Down East. So, that's little towns like uh, Sea Level, ah. Atlantic. The uh, the uh, Cedar uh, Island Ferry is 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 is, uh, is is there. I'm in down east. Down east, yeah. down east, and and here's what I like about it, Rudy. And I mean this in in the intro. I talk about how well I think this program is put together. It has to do first of all with the structure of that you guys operate within. That the county is the lead coordinating entity for shoreline management yep. in the county. You've got individual uh, municipalities and jurisdictions along these barrier islands, none of whom need to be fully capable to manage these complex, multi-million dollar programs. And it's the relationship that I think the county has with its municipalities and how the program is coordinated, which it just makes it the way to go. I just think this is the method. Uh, tell us about your relationships and how you how you plan and build. And, and this we're talking beach restoration here, multi-million dollar projects. How do you put those together with your municipalities? Yeah, so I want to go back to 1960. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hurricane Donna hit uh, a busted uh, a breach a, a, a breach in Emerald Isle. Um, okay, so now I'm going to fast yeah. now I'm going to fast forward 30 years. Big problem back in the 60s. Back in the 60s, but not a lot of people were on the island. So then I'm going to fast forward three decades to the 1990s. Yeah. In the interim, uh, 1973, Pinal Shores becomes incorporated. Uh, Indian Beach becomes in, in, incorporated. We get a second bridge to the island. And sitting there in 1996, we get Bertha, we get Fran, 98, we get Bonnie, 99, we get Dennis 1 and Dennis 2, it hit us twice. Wow. And, and we get we had Floyd. So um, pretty much that really I kicked us in the, in, the, in the teeth. So now time to get serious. You've got yeah. growing communities, incorporation going on, a second bridge, greater density, and storms. And then all of a sudden, boom, we get, we, we get hit like this, and everyone's like staring at each other like, what do we do? So... Um, one of the things that we did, many things besides develop like a, a profile network and figure out, put some numbers on, wh- on what we're seeing, because all we saw were houses falling into the ocean. We didn't know about cubic yards and shorelines and stuff right, like yeah. that. So at that time, the county, through state law, um, changed our, our bed tax. So one half of the proceeds went to the sole purpose of beach nourishment in law. And a lot of, a lot of communities have that. But mm-hmm. what, what's unique about the Cara County legislation is that it mandated by state law that the county has 11-member beach commission at all times. How cool is that? And two from certain, two from Pinal Shores, two from Emerald Isle. I, you know, I don't such. think I knew that. Right. It's that so, was in the original legislation that yes. authorized the use of the bed tax, created the, a, a, the commission yes. with local government representatives. So immediately you're in a coordinated setup yeah. by statute. By, by statute. Well, damn it. So the, I mean, That's so, smart. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. Even though we're one island, you know, each town has different ideas. So you got... Oh, it's so easy to fight. When you're when you're acting as little individuals, you know, right. So, so basically, what you did is a regional sediment management uh, kind well, of theory by by casting the county over the whole region. I mean, that's right. Is that fair not to say? Used, I yeah. think that sounds right. Right. And so then, so immediately they said, "Well, listen, we need to staff this legislatively mandated 
Beach Commission, and that's when they created the idea of a shore protection office, someone to just staff, permit, find the funding, do all the technical stuff, do all the break down the policies, right. the state and federal policies, and, and make it all work. Were you hired in that position? Yeah. So you were the original guy I've been, I've been and there. still there. Oh, one, yeah. I've been there since 01. Man, that is great. And, and uh, you know, for local governments around the country, and I've worked in different counties in North Carolina or in Florida or on the Texas coast, uh, when the county doesn't take a leadership role on projects like this, because shoreline erosion and, and shoreline management is not jurisdictionally limited to municipal boundaries almost ever, particularly in, in, on Bogues Bank, where you've got a multiple municipalities along this stretch. When the county doesn't, when the county doesn't serve that coordination role, man, things do not work well. And I think uh, I've just been impressed, uh, Rudy, by the coordination, by the consistent management of the projects financially, and the planning. As you said, you can survey the whole Bugs Bank Island system under one contract and not Emerald Isle, not Atlantic Beach, not a mile here, a mile there. You're looking for sand for everybody at once. I mean, damn. Yeah. This is it. It just eliminates the sand wars. It eliminates, you know, imagine if the oxytax was collected and then we had to say, okay, Pinal Shores, you get this amount, and when I'll, you get this amount, and you all go back in your corners and figure it out. It would just be diabolical. It so, is. Um, and a lot of places are still like that. I mean, it happens all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, fast forwarding, we did a bunch of projects after the 1990s, um, but they were kind of like one-off projects, if you will. It was like, get this permit and fund it. You know, again, Oxitax just started, so we didn't have a big, you know, reserve yet. So, yeah. so we had to do the uh, bond, you know, referendums and stuff like that. Yep. And we did it. Um, Cumbersome, but can be done. Yep, did it. Um, obviously, the, a, a need was there. So throughout the 2000s, we, we, we did that. And then at the end of the 2000s, we're like, okay. Mission accomplished. We got sand on the beach. We're covered. But next time we do this, we need to do like a unified permitting system and really map out where, you know, the money's going to go. Wow. And, and, that was, and that's the concept of the, of the Boat Bank's master plan. And so we kicked that off in 2010-ish. Um, and that includes Bogue Inlet, which uh, kind of migrates and sometimes comes too close to comfort. So yeah. um, did that. Um, and so fast-forwarding. We're just about ready to get, you know, this is new for the, for the resource agencies, too. They aren't used to a community coming in with multiple jurisdictions saying we want a 50-year permit. Right. If it's a Corps of Engineers project, it's different. But for right. a community to do that, it was like brain fry. Yeah. But, you know, we, we all worked through it. And then, lo and behold, 2018 came. We're just about ready to get this awesome permitting system. And Florence comes. Yeah. And fortunately, we were shovel, we were shovel ready, <laughs> literally. So Florence hit... September 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, right. you know, five days. Yeah. And then we had the permits like literally like the next day and got a bid out like in November. And that is crazy so, good. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy great. good work. And, you know, um, Rudy, you guys manage, uh, give, give our listeners around the country a flavor for the spectrum of projects that you have on the screen. Yeah. When I look at your website and I look yeah. at your, your uh, shoreline management program, uh, it's just an impressive body. The scheduling, the financial planning that goes into this. Give it. I mean, it's a, there, you have a lot on the plate all the time. Give us, give our audience around the country an introduction to shoreline management, uh, Carteret County style. Sure. So you know, and that's a good point because I mean, Bogue Banks, I keep saying, is twenty five miles long. I mean, what is Delaware? No offense to my friends in Delaware, <laughs> like thirty. So yeah. I mean, you're you're almost managing a whole state, right? If you will. So. 
Um, as far as the funding goes, uh, we get about, we yield about getting close to $4 million a year out of, out of the bed tax. Um, a lot of the communities kept a little bit of their property taxes they did in the bigger projects. So for you policy wonks out there, you know, the ad warm was like 46 cents per 100 back in 2002. Once, once we retired the bonds, we, some towns lowered it to like one cent or, or, you know, two cents per 100. So they think they're getting a great deal. They are. And, which is great. And, they are. And they're also help building a little bit of, uh, of you know, reserve themselves. So this right. is great. So anytime we do a project, whether we have state funding or can get some federal funding somehow, yeah. we have the oxy tax and some the sand tax, the pro- the property tax. Yeah. So, so we're generating about $5 million a year. So let's, that, let's emphasize that. that because I think this is really the strategy that I think is so powerful with what you guys do. You've got the county as a contributing operator through the coordination of the commission with direct taxing power through the bed tax. Correct. So the county can write a check. Emerald Isle has a ad valorem, a sand tax, but they, they have figured out within their community what those assessment rates will be to match what the county's doing. Right. And then you've got the state. So now we've got yep. state power, county power, local municipal with a coordinating entity. And this is why I'm telling folks around the country, get, if you want to be serious about shoreline management and look at things regionally and take these projects on, which can be frightening, when you think 20 million, 30 million, the amount of money that's moving through this program is substantial. It can be done, Rudy, and I think that's, and I think you guys have the key to the kingdom here. And I, so talk about how this works, be say, between Atlantic Beach and, and Emerald Isle. When they start talking about their ad valorem taxes, how does that work for them, and what is the commission's role? In, yeah, so how I, does mean, that work? I mean, I'm, I'll do, so the project that we I, I just did um, was about a $20 million project about a million cubic yards we had we got five million dollars of, of state money so the fi- other 15 was on us okay so wow yeah so you wow. know so it's so a huge local responsibility 75 percent local 25 state yeah that's a that's a good deal for the state yeah it is so and it is so what we did we had enough oxy tax funding that we funded 75 percent of the of the 15 million got it when we just call it 12 million got it and we said towns which is Indian Beach and Emerald Isle. Okay. Can you come up with the rest? And they're like, yeah, we've, it's sitting right here in our, in our bank account. Because they've been collecting locally at their tax level. Yeah, for, for, for years. So so, so 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 this is interesting. So the permitting is a, is a, is a county permit. Yeah. And the projects, like Great Lakes was the... Was the, uh, the dredger, the operator. Contractor. Yeah. They ran the contracts through the towns. So basically, hmm. so we yeah. so we took the five million dollars of state money yeah. and, and office tax money, and we just wrote checks to the towns to pay the contract. Man, and so Woo. yeah, so that, okay. worked, that worked out really good. That now way. I'm going to talk to George and, P. Bush here and see, and and, <laughs> and and that's where the Beach Commission comes in because right. it was like it was like this is not easy, but it was like yeah, I mean, we got the money and we could we could appropriate it per. The cubic yardage each each you know a community is getting allocates so. perfectly based on volume. It's fair yeah. right down the line. Everybody's paying for what they get. Mm-hmm. It's part about the county being the permitter though. Yeah. Permitting is expensive to do. Sand searches are expensive. They're multi-year efforts. It's, yeah. it's two million it's, bucks. It's, yeah, millions of dollars to get a permit for this. Okay. The county standing in that position is also smart and also the way that it works because it pulls that expense off of the Emerald Isle Atlantic it, exactly. Taxpayers and puts it in, and plus you've got the expertise. I mean, not everybody has. 
has to know every detail of these projects, but you do, and you yeah. can, and that's the power of think of the county's coordinating role. It's yeah, and then you know what? Another thing that we do at the master plan is uh, you know we just. 25 miles, you know, each town is different and each, you know, geo, the geomorphology across the island is different. So we, at first, we didn't really have, like, town-by-town town triggers, if you will, or right. reach-by-reach triggers. It was just, right. like, just, like, get some sand on the beach and get us past this 1990s episode. Right. So the master plan, we went back in the weeds and looked at the geomorphology yep. and did, like, a 25-year yep. you know, storm level of protection, explain, you know, equal sand might not be equal protection and, and vice versa and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, it, it solves the great. politics. And and, yeah. and I know this, we need to camp. I don't want to gloss over this idea of triggers. Yeah. This is really an important management tool and handles the politics in the right way. Yeah. And, and because what happens, you know, Tyler, you and I've been in this situation where people, there's a sand supply, there's going to be a dredge, who gets the sand, how much goes to yeah. town A, town B, town, wait a minute, you're, you're being favoritism to, the trigger system yeah. is a a way to use the actual uh, cross sections of the beach. The actual tell us the trick. The physics. Yeah, yeah. tell us the the, how the trigger works the, and why why it really helps. Okay, well, um, so you know, basically, we have we've we that was 120 profiles, 100, 122 on Bogue Banks. So that's about a thousand foot spacing loss, 25 miles. That's a ton. Yeah, it's plus, a lot of monitoring. Plus, we do Shackford Banks and Bear Island adjacent islands that are we, we don't have any development on that but we want to get a sense of, of the regional uh, dynamics so you know we went in there and pretty much modeled um what a 25-year storm would you know do to all the reaches and then figure it out what type of level of you know protection each of the jurisdictions does so for instance all east may only need 225 cubic yards of linear foot in their system. Okay. To be good. To where, give you the storm protection level of, you're of, shooting of for. A 25 year storm. Of this 25 year storm. And you might go right next to Indian Beach and that level might be 240. Great. And you know, you know okay, well, background erosion is three cubic yards of you know, linear foot per year and we're yeah. about five years away from that. Yeah. Storm and Got it. So stuff like that. So what that does is allows you to, so what's equalized between the towns is we are going to provide 25 level storm protection in your community. Mm-hmm. And in community A, that's going to take 225 yeah. yards of linear foot. In community B, it's 240. They're getting more sand. They're not getting more protection. Yeah. And, it, and this is what the trigger does. Yeah, that's right. And, and how the the trigger is used on the renourishment interval as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. tell tell people how that works. Well, I mean, it's it, it just like a, a benchmark. So uh, just for easy, you know, if if you know, two, if we feel unsafe at 200 cubic yards of linear foot in East Emerald Isle, like say, and we're at 225, and we're eroding at five cubic yards of linear foot, you can tell we got five years. You got folks. five years. Yeah, and we better start getting boots on the ground in year three because you know. Get the permit, get the contracts, get everything right. set up to go. Right, right, right. And, and we also have a, a Bogue Inlet, too, which we moved in 2005. And so now the question is, well, how close to comfort do we need to let that inlet lag back to us before we move it again? And our master plan takes care of that. And we have, right. a, we have a safe box, we call it. So once it wags outside the safe box, 
And we, and we, and we, it's we damn that. good, Rudy. So, I'm serious. Yeah. This well, is thanks. damn good. I'm serious. It's it, it is such the way to go. It solves so many problems. Is <laughs> and is it as good locally to people? I mean, what to, is this as good locally? Do people understand this as much as I do? Watching? Yeah, have you what, done any uh, surveys yeah. or polls? Yeah. Or yeah. Are, your people, are your people yeah. happy? Are your towns happy? Because I sit here and watch what you do, and I go, damn, that's a really great way to approach that problem. Well, and it also helps with other ways, too. And I'll, I'll answer your question. So, like, for instance, Seminole Isle is one half of Bogue Banks. And they generate 60% of the oxy tax. And, you know, you could see someone get prickly, like, well, if we generate 60% of the oxy tax, we want 60% of the sand. But again, having the Beach Commission there to say, okay, no, this is island-wide, and we're doing this as a, as a team, it just totally helps with yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, most everyone's happy. There's been enough longevity that people people get it. Um, I haven't done a survey or anything like that because well, you, know, you, you don't know what you're going to get I, in a survey. I got a question <laughs> for you, Rudy. Yes, sir. What is your background? How, are, were you a... Were you a uh, Science based? Are you a government based? Like, how did you yeah. come in to be this person? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, luck um, a little bit. So, uh, education wise, I got an undergrad in, uh, in uh, biology from UNC Charlotte. I thought I was going to be an architect, and UNC Charlotte has a great architecture program. Of course, you know, first semester. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it, was like, it was like too artsy for me at yeah. that time when I'm 18. Uh-huh. So eventually, eventually did uh, biology. Um, met my wife there. Uh, we got married. Uh, and then I was like, you know, I really liked geology. So then after a year of being married, uh, we said, let's pack up and go to Greenville, North Carolina and go to East Carolina University. They have a great geology program. Um, Studied under understand Riggs, who, who some folks may know. So I got an undergrad, another undergrad in geology, and a master's in geology from ECU. Great. Then got out, uh, worked at the state doing uh, coastal groundwater a supply, and then uh, 2001 came along, and, and this and this job opportunity came up. And uh, you know, I don't think they really knew what a shore protection manager was going to do, and I didn't really know what a shore protection manager was going to do either. And it's kind of just, it's worked. I've learned, I've learned a lot about the local government, worked with some awesome people that have really, just watching how they work, just, just has been, like, amazing. Just, you know, besides the Robert Rules of Order, but just agendas and I'm I had to deal with the public, so it's been, yeah. It's been it's been definitely training, you know, on the job well, I, in that regard. I think it's interesting because, you know, there's... Uh, there's two ways I think to come at uh, the 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 job, yeah. um, and I think you, I think it would be fair to say that either you're coming at it initially from kind of a an understanding of the physics and the science and the geology and the, and that side, and then you learn the government side how to like you said working with the public, working with this board, this commission. Um, the other way would be, of course, just the opposite. You're you're a government person. You understand finance and, and all how permits work, and then you would learn the physics. Yeah. But I think it's I think it must be really helpful for that commission to have you there as someone who can be conversant in all of the stuff that we are learning about here at ASBP. I mean, this is not this is not uh, uh, easy uh, stuff to understand. I mean, there's a there's there's just this vocabulary that we're throwing around casually. Yeah, it's a highly here. technical profession. It's a highly technical yeah. area. Yeah, I mean, and we and we also try to help out with like stuff like policy issues, like oceanfront setbacks. Is there a, if the state has a new oceanfront setback policy, you know, we could be a omnibusman of of information and kind of break it down, you know, for for the community instead of getting in the weeds of you know bill language and stuff like that. 
So. Is uh, Rudy around North Carolina? And I just don't know this. How many counties have this commission model? You guys do. Does Dare have it? No. See, You're it. Yeah. So, um, uh, so for instance, Brunswick County had the Brunswick Beaches Consortium for a while. New Hanover has like the ports, right. beaches, and waterways. But and and not to be. The, no, they're they're more advisory and they're more they're more, more and they're hoc. informal and they don't have they aren't legislatively mandated by state law. I that's know. The, oh, okay. see, I, th- I, I think that's I mean, the key. That's uh, that's it, the key. Absolutely, that's the key. There's yeah. that tied to the revenue sharing, the revenue acquisition, yeah. the dedicated stream, the ability to coordinate commission with the local reps, with the municipal reps, and really, I'm serious about this. I, I am a fan of it because I would say this in Texas. I will say it in other communities that I've worked in. This is the formula. I don't think there's any other way. This is the best formula and structure that I've seen to manage the technical issues, the political issues, and the financing issues is to look at what Carteret County does. And whoever came up with this damn thing, and when was it? 1999. Was, you know, way to go. I don't know who gets credit for it. I love it. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the leadership, it was uh, uh, some, of the, some of the very first you know, people who were on that beast commission were, you know, they had the Beach Preservation Task Force, which was like a non a nonprofit, and they really helped you know push 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 the county leadership into in doing all the stuff. So uh, it's been great. And I will say one thing too. Yeah, we're also a little bit fortunate in our kind of geography, if you will. Bogue Banks is one island. We're not separated by inlets, so all the towns aren't. You know, it gets a little yeah. more it, it gets a little more prickly if you're yeah. on one side of the inlet than, you than, 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 than the other. You know what yep. I mean? Drift down, drift issues become intensive. The liability totally. kind of questions come up. Yeah. Uh, so you know, yeah. we're kind of fortunate in that regard. It's, it's it's easy when you could drive to one town to the next and, and, yeah. and do that stuff. They're too. continuous uh, in their neighbors. Yeah. They like each other. Yeah. Once once they get over the bridge, you know, we're, <laughs> we're kind of on the same same team and everything. So yeah, yeah it works out. Good. Well, listen, I've got to go run and do a... That's right. i, I got to go MC a panel on local government financing strategies okay. for beach projects. But ladies and gentlemen, Rudy Rudolph, who is the Shore Protection Manager for Carteret County, North Carolina, look at their website. Google the Shore Protection Office for Carteret County. It's carteretcountync.gov. Protectthebeach.com. We'll take you there. Pro- okay. Protect the beach, all one word. Protect the beach. Great. ProtectTheBeach.com. Look at how this is done. And for state legislators in Texas and, and, and for and folks in, in, around the country, look at the structure, the legal structure, the financing structure of this program. This is how shorelines in America should be managed. So, Rudy, so happy. Yeah. Good Thank to, you. Good to see you. Thank you so much good for being you. on the American Shoreline Podcast. Any closing thoughts? Not coming to visit Carver County. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I just want to say uh, this this will be our final show from the conference. Peter, we'll do a wrap-up show uh, back in Austin. We'll talk right. about some of our uh, our takeaways. It was a great year. Uh, special thanks to CDM Smith for uh, sponsoring our coverage of this great conference. And, of course, thanks to Derek Brockbank and the great people at ASBPA. Uh, it's really an honor and a pleasure to come out here and... Uh, learn so much about what's going on in the American shoreline, the American uh, uh, 
the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association is truly a, a leader, an organization that leads the way uh, for the whole American shoreline. So it's it's just great to be here. Those are my final thoughts, Peter. I'll let you close well, it out. Well, that's exactly right, Tyler, I think. Thank you, CDM Smith, Brian Caulfield, uh, and the team of CDM Smith who helped get us here to cover the conference. Yes, absolutely. Derek and Kate Goderham and Ken, thank you for all the coordination, the chance to be here, uh, and all of the people who've, who've made uh, ASBPA such a great organization. Uh, we're always glad to be here. So from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, our final show, signing off from ASBPA's National Conference. Thanks a lot for listening in. Wind's gonna blow to Andrew.